are we doing? Whether you're listening to Whose Pick Is It Anyway, this is episode five. Believe it or not, Al, five episodes in. Pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Five straight weeks. So haven't been canceled yet. That's good. Still um, on air. Yeah. <laughs> Still on air. Yep. Uh, I'm Andrew Colvard. This is Al Merolt right next to me. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. And we have a special guest on. They're all special, but this is probably our biggest one other than episode one when it was just Al and I. Um, we have Jesper Horstead. Current tight end for the Chicago Bears. Jesper and I grew up together, went to high school together. Um, then he went big time, went to Princeton, thought he was going to be a baseball player, ended up in the NFL. So, Jesper, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah. The original Sticky Fingers. Anybody still call you that? No, I get it on a couple of Instagram posts, the comments from Blast from the Past, but that's about it. Only a few people will understand what, who Sticky Fingers is. But, um, Al, I'll tell you. We had a kid on our high school football team. He's number 84. His name is Dustin Galadovich, one of the, the best teammate you may ever have. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody on that team was getting drafted in the NFL. Yeah. Everybody was. That's sick. <laughs> the best hype, man. Well, he wore 84. Favorite player, Randy Moss. Player 84 jerseys out. Clearly. Um, and he would call Jasper Sticky Fingers. <laughs> religiously. And himself. and himself. Him and him. <laughs> so you have one of the top receivers in the state. <laughs> And then a guy who had two plays in his entire career, That's, both sticky fingers. I like that, though. Hey. Like, he, like, made it your guys' thing. Yeah. He was like, it's, it's both of us. We're yeah. both in this together, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best teammates you'll ever have, no like doubt. That. So, how are we doing? How are things going? It's kind of been a while since we caught up. Um, obviously, NFL, what's that like? I mean, big question, loaded <laughs> question there. Yeah. <laughs> so, not a lot of people like? can answer. I mean, it's good. It's... You like you go from whatever middle school football to high school football, and it gets more intense. And then you go from high school football to college football, and it gets more intense. And like there's just more yelling and like angry coaches and just like <laughs> shit that can make the sport miserable. And then you actually make that transition to the pros, and you expect it to be like exponentially more the same. And it's not really because it's just like you're finally a professional, and you're just like expected to do your job. They mm-hmm. don't need to yell at you. They don't need to like make all these dumb rules. It's just like, either you're gonna do your job or you're not gonna be in the league. And so I found that really refreshing. Like, I actually really enjoyed my season in the NFL more than I thought I would. It's awesome, yeah, I, I, I could see that too, where it's like, I think you hear a lot about it now when you do interviews like this and you listen to podcasts, it's, it's such a business still. Mm-hmm. And it's the same as, again, you're, you're at a level that's far beyond just the nine to five person in an office, but at the end of the day, the person at the top, all they really expect of you is to do your job. Yeah. And then if you do and some, great, because that's great for them. Right, right. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, so one thing I want to ask you, we played baseball together, and I remember talking, uh, it was my freshman year of college, you were senior in high school, and just asking, we were talking about what do you want to do after, and I know you were talking to a few schools for both football, you're heavily, heavily recruited, and baseball as well, and you're actually probably a better baseball prospect at the time. What, at what point did you transition from... I want to be. I want to pursue baseball because I think that's where you were your first two years of college. To NFL is more in my realm. Oh, it was a pretty wild turn of events. Um, I was baseball through and through, kind of like you said, um, and and it looked like I had a good chance to go to the next level in baseball after my junior year. And that's kind of when stuff happens in college. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more money. You have more leverage if you're coming out of college, going to the pros, junior year. And so I really pursued that path. Had like an advisor, went on a lot of visits to teams, did all these camps, and it really looked like it was going to happen. But the Ivy League has some weird rule structures where, like, if I were to get drafted, that means it's the end of all sports, and so I couldn't come back and play football. Any other conference, you can. Um, and even I had to like come back a few years later to finish up school, and so I'm really sacrificing a lot to do baseball. Um, and I kept that in mind. And so, like, the way it works in baseball is you kind of set a draft number rather than like. It doesn't really matter where you get drafted so much, as you guys probably know, it's more about like the amount of money you get. Like you can go in the first round and get a pretty small signing bonus. Pay you whatever they want. Exactly. Round, so yeah. like you kind of set your number and like a team is gonna probably have to pay that number. And I set a number that was like it was like a little bit higher than I probably should have being an Ivy League hitter with no home runs. Mm-hmm. But it was what it was gonna take to get me out of football and uh, school with my friends and I got offers right below it and I, I, I could have done it and I just kind of was like, you know what, like I, I made up my mind, I'm going to stick with it and hope it works out. And so I went from thinking I had played my last football snap to then coming back 
to senior year for football after deciding I didn't want to do the draft, I didn't want to play football next year, to then not playing baseball the next season, deciding, okay, I guess baseball didn't work out, let's pursue football. And so it kind of just was a, I don't know, it just happened that way. Was that like a, was that like a mindset change in football then too, where you're like, okay, maybe closing the door a little bit on baseball, now it's football that I'm going to go after. Did you like mindset of how you played football and went about that change then? For sure. I don't know about necessarily how I, I think I played football the same, but how I approached like the preparation and like the, the off season was different when I had the mindset that I wanted to continue playing afterwards. And like it, it, my off season definitely became more focused on football related stuff. And I didn't even end up playing baseball my senior year because I was like, all right, I'm all in on football. This is the last chance if I want to continue playing sports. Yeah. Speaking of off season, and this is where I find you to be one of the most absurd like this still to this day blows my mind a guy that played baseball and football in college after your freshman year of college where did you go for the summer europe europe to do what backpack backpack okay after your sophomore year of college where did you go for the summer nicaragua on a surfing scholarship. On a surfing scholarship yeah (laughs) that's a story for another time and after your junior year you were in LA, right? I was in San Diego. At San Diego. A, I worked at an electric bike company. <laughs> so like, so like, this it's just it, it goes to show how good of an athlete you are. But I mean, in terms of training in those summers, did you at all? Like, what did you do? Have you were just like beach workouts or what? I mean, I think yes, I, I definitely trained. It was not like I didn't. It's just my view of training is totally different. It always has been, and like I never touched a football that summer that I was in Nicaragua, but I was out surfing in the water, like probably realistically like six plus hours a day. And when I came back, like I was in the best shape of my life by far. Surfing is so difficult. My like cardio was incredible. My body fat was by far lowest it's ever been. And if you look at like, I had what, like 30 catches my sophomore year and then I had like 90 some my junior year after not touching a football sophomore year. Like it's, it's key for me to get away mentally, but like, I think there's a lot to be said for cross training and stuff. And so I'm doing stuff and like Nicaragua was the extreme. Other places like I'm getting like pretty regular lifts in, but definitely not your typical uh, off yeah. season and yeah. it never has been. It just, I remember, and we would, you know, the times you'd come back, we'd hang out and I, it just, it was so crazy to me, right? Because like Al, when we were in college, you know, in the summers we'd play, um, amateur baseball and you're always constantly hitting and it's like for you you're doing both baseball and football and at the end of the day you told me oh i'm leaving for nicaragua to go surfing which he's like i'm getting away from both of these things but (laughs) i totally understand the fact of just like you're cross training you're training new muscles you become your cardio picks up on something that's completely different yeah like i could go skate for two hours and be fine i played a pickup game of 21 basketball yesterday for 20 minutes i was gas dude yeah <laughs> like i was praying a guy would make a basket so i could stand there and the rebound would hopefully come right to me yeah because if i was jumping i was not going to catch it dude and i just begged and i i mean i was always so curious about that though. I was like what did did you did you go take some swings ever or did you like go catch football or just just hanging out yeah i think i i did lots of stuff but it wasn't directly related to the sports hmm. but i definitely saw results like my balance when i came back from you skateboarded a lot yeah I skateboarded the, a lot yeah my balance got so much better when I came back, and I totally noticed that in the football field now. But it's weird, like, and I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would work for everyone. It's like a weird, I'm not prescribing it as no, a no, no, success, but, I mean, but like, it has worked out well for me. And I do stuff. It's not to say I never touch a baseball or football in the offseason, but not nearly as much. Not as a slacker. Yeah. Not a slacker. Not yeah, a slacker. Like, <laughs> you're just doing different <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Believe it or not, but, the kid that played two sports at Princeton is not a slacker. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, no, I like it. It's kind of a thing, though. Like, it's like when you, like, golfing, right? Like yeah. you pick up clubs and you haven't swung them all winter and it feels like you're like really good at golf. Exactly. And yeah. then round two, you realize like, uh, not that good. Shit. <laughs> I suck again. Not that good. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious as, so you made the transition from baseball to football. Do you still, so you played in that celebrity softball fo- or softball game with the bears. Yep. Like what? Four for five, a couple home runs. Five for five, five home runs, baby. Five for five. Again. Yeah. Dude, you're going back to, this is week one. I'm, I'm, uh, listeners, I'm just saying, and this is why Al is 0-2, is I, I I took Jesper in round two, and he goes, that's a bad pick. I'm like, dude, I no, didn't say it was not. a bad pick. I said it was a reach. I said it was a reach. It's a reach. I'm like, it's not. He played baseball. I saw the stat line in the celebrity softball game. 
See, but that's like that's such like cheeky knowledge that no one else would know. Hey, I mean, I guess you gotta put the work. Hey, <laughs> you gotta put the work in. Bill Belichick was scouting that Middle Tennessee guy. Didn't go to the combine. The rain, dude, did you you think that guy? Do you think that guy's <laughs> not gonna that? win a defensive MVP, dude? But I guess the question from that is, do you miss baseball? For sure, I always will. I love baseball. It was really nice to be back out there on the, yeah. the field. Yeah, I, I just I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, I bet he's having the time of his yeah. life. And I also guarantee that his teammates are like, man, screw this guy. Yeah. Like, They're he players. comes in. We don't really know him that well. He's a rookie and he's just dominating. Yeah, that's like, was there anyone else that was like really good? I'm sure there's guys that like played, right? No. It was. You'd <laughs> no. be really. Okay, so some guys could hit the ball. Uh, I picked Khalil Mack. Can Khalil Mack run into a base? Uh, Dude, yes. Let's. Bad thing, dude. Yeah, what's up? Uh, you'd be, be astounded if you saw like some of these guys are incredible athletes. You've never seen people move like they do, but you put a bat in their hands, and it's just not something they grew up with. It's not second nature. It's yeah. not an athletic thing. That's what makes baseball so hard. I always preach that. Um, but you see like these amazing players, and they can't hit a slow pitch softball. They can't put a ball in play to save their lives. They're getting. All right, five strikes. He's gonna get it this time. <laughs> yeah, they like give up. They like give it to him too. And it's not happening. They did it with Adrian Peterson. They were yeah, like yeah, giving him yeah. extra strikes. They're yeah. like, come on, AP, you can do it, little <laughs> no, guy. It's like, dude, he's like an amazing running back. Yeah. Let him. He's fine. He can strike out. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's good. Al, did you have another question? Um, I did. So this might be more of a testament to me, but me and shout out Austin Colvard if you're listening. Um. We always do this when we play like Madden or something. We always talk about like how much money would it take for us to run a slant route? You're going to get dropped, right? Like middle linebacker in the NFL, you're going to get hit. How much money would it take? Now, obviously, you do that like for a living, so it's different. Um, But do you ever like line up and you're just sitting there and like, dude, it would really suck to get hit by this guy. Is there like a guy that you look across and you're just like, shit, man? Yeah. For sure. Um, <laughs> and there's just certain routes where you know who's going to be in what place. And you know that if you're getting the ball, you're getting it right there. And you're going to get decked by a certain player. And it's just not an ideal situation. But at the same time, it is my job. And it's what you get paid to do. And if you let that seep into your mind before the play, then it's going to affect how you catch that ball. And so, like, I've always been in the mindset, like, I'm catching that ball no matter what it does to my body. or to the, I'm just going to catch that ball. Right. Like, no matter what. So... But yeah, there's definitely been times. Same with like lining up across from someone. You see Terrell Suggs like breathing in your face. Like, <laughs> there are places you'd rather be. You see his teeth. Yeah, you see his teeth and you're just like, shit, dude, this is serious. Um, so what are you up to this summer? So we're in Minnesota right now recording this. The first time Jasper's been in Minnesota in March in five years. Yeah, two uh, homecoming. Yeah. Like Diddy right what here. Are you, what are you, uh, what have you been doing this off season, I should say, for the NFL? Um... I've been around. I went to California a little bit right after the season, spent some time with some teammates and some former teammates, kind of got away from it all. Um, and then I've mostly been back here um, doing some rehab. I had some injuries, which I won't go into too much detail in. Yeah, um, confidential stuff confidential on this podcast. Stuff, but, uh, Tell us about there, though. <laughs> but so I've mostly just been training around here, spending time with the family. Like you said, I, I really haven't seen them much in the past four years. So it's been really nice to just actually not be doing too much and, and nothing too crazy. That's good. Yeah. I got, I got one last one. Uh, your number. Did you get to pick it? Or were you just like happy to get a number and you're just like, dude, I don't give a shit. Just give me whatever number. Man, my number. Don't get me started on that. It's one of the most Let's disrespectful go. numbers that you could ever give a player. Dude, I, that's really. honestly exactly what I thought, too. <laughs> if you think I had any say in my choice of number, every single 80s number is occupied or retired in the Bears, so they won't give me any of those. You, didn't, you did not get a great franchise to go to in terms of jersey pick. I didn't know. They have the most retired numbers yeah. as well. And so Slim. I'm first on the waiting list, but to be honest, I'm never going to get anything. And unfortunately, <laughs> there came a point in the season where 49 started to grow on me, and... I started to see like a couple fans and some friends of the jersey, and it like it's kind of you know mean to change it on them now. And there's something cool to be said about like such a bad number, like maybe making a name for yeah. it. Maybe Dallas yeah. Clark, yeah, <laughs> forty four, yeah. 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 But that's even better, like forty nine. Dude, you should start doing maybe like mixing like a Dallas Clark thing. Like he wore like the elbow pads that just yeah. looked like so dumpy. Like throwing something like that. Definitely We're like a like, single bar face mask. You get a little bit more disregarded by opposing defenses when you line up as a white receiver tight end <laughs> with the number 49. I think if I throw on some level pads, it would enhance it. That's so, so do you think 
Do you think that defense defenses take you more serious when you're on the line, or they split you off and they're like, "Ooh, this guy might be quick." I don't know because oh. growing up, I mean, co- high school and college, you were just like, "Deep ball, I got this guy beat." And now it's they're like, "Hey, you got to change your game a little bit, right?" Yeah, def- I mean, for sure. Obviously, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say a little bit. It's, it's a little little the NFL is a little different than Minnesota high school cornerbacks. <laughs> a little bit. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I would say there's not a lot of respect or fear, uh, whether I'm lined up in the slot or in line. I actually think there's less when I'm in a stance. I think that I'm definitely just on the smaller end of tight ends because I made that transition last year. So I'm I'm bulking up. I'm getting stronger, but it's still I'm never going to be like some of these. Giant dudes. Are you on a, like a JJ Watt calorie type? I eat, I eat a lot. Diet I plan. Eat, I have to force myself to eat, but I'm not on that that level quite yet. I'm sure that's tough. You're like forcing yourself to eat that much. It I've heard different. I've heard a lot of stories about that. I mean, especially in college, right? Mm-hmm. Don't they just really pack it on? For sure, the linemen. The linemen have it worse than I do. Like I don't have to like stuff food in my mouth, but I do have yeah. to be constantly eating and be like calorie intake all times. You still got to be a little bit nimble. So I'm looking at a picture of you right now because um, I know when we were playing together, we're always talking about the style, right? Mm-hmm, right. Mine, terrible. I Like you said, I somebody looked across the line, they would have been like, can't take this guy serious. Uh, your first year in the NFL, it looks like white Nike gloves, had the big mouth guard, yep. never strapped onto the face mask though. Notice well, that. It, or did it come it, off? It broke. It got, or did it, it come broke off? my touchdown catch. So. Okay. All right. So the white, I like the white, uh, white cleats, good. Second year NFL, how much money would you for one game, just for this <laughs> Whose Pick Is It Anyway podcast, and for the man, the myth, the legend, Dustin Galadovich himself, would you wear Land Sharks? So I thought no about <laughs> Land Sharks. This crossed my mind because I ended up suiting up for um, the My Cause, My Cleats game. And um, oh oh, but it was but it was too late for me to, to have, do a charity. You had to like enter in your charity and like have them custom made. But I was still gonna be playing, and I wanted to participate. And so it really, the back of my mind, I was like, I could do land sharks for warm ups and just like completely do the anti anti oh. swag. And I it, I'll think about it. I'll, for warm ups, I would definitely do it. <laughs> Uh, for Best game, cleats of all time. <laughs> because you lose a little bit of grip for sure, but it has to. It has to <laughs> be. They're like, like the flimsy, like rubber. Yeah, bottom. Yeah. It has to be land sharks with ankle socks. Exactly, by the way, yeah, no show socks. Yeah. Um, any big changes in the style for year two, though? I don't think you're anything see that you're much. thinking. I've never been much of a a swagger guy in the football field. You are just going, going just straight like, to it. Classic white gloves. Got to have the big mouth guard, but it's for functional reasons, not for style. The breathing yeah, capability, you, you right? I heard it's, right I actually it's, heard it's a legit It's thing. insane. I tried yeah. it once. I could never go back. Um, I'm just not, a, it's not my game. Just play. I'll give you style. Just uh, play. Walking into the game though. You know, <laughs> oh, like, oh, that, see, oh, you okay. had one bad picture when I was like, well, not one bad picture. You were next to Cordero Patterson, weren't you? Oh, it was electric. That's, yeah. Yes. And I got, I got roasted. Roasted. I mean, roasted. I said, Jesper's first paycheck as a hit. Jesper's still shopping at Costco. Come yes. On. No, no, I remember this. They, they got my ass. We were, we were in a group chat. We we're like, oh my goodness. Dude, Explain that's that. Scene. Okay, so that was my first game. They were right. The paycheck hadn't hit. And if you look at <laughs> from that point on, you will see steady improvement. But uh, you don't want to make too big of a statement. I mean, I wasn't even like I hadn't established myself yet. So big, bigger things coming year two with that. What's What's week one? Well, I gotta make it there first. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> I like that Smart mentality. Smart, you try to trick them there yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that. Well, okay, so let's base it off of this. Will you go for show? Are you gonna be more like a, a Russell Westbrook mm. type show, or are you gonna be like a, an NHL player where they have a strict dress code and it's always like? I'll look really good. It's gonna be a really nice suit, but I'm gonna be like classy. Right. Um, what side are you going? Are you getting the thing? white tight end here or no? Hmm? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a I have a big issue with spending a lot of money on clothes, so that's gonna kind of limit what I'm able to do. <laughs> that's why we shopped at Marshalls that's all the why, time. Yeah, that's why my outfit. Shout is out Marshalls. Marshalls. And so I'm gonna see. It's kind of depend. I'm I'm drawn to what Russell Westbrook does, but I'm not sure I can pull it off. Uh, we'll see what Marshalls has, and I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. You just got to call in and dude, ask if they got the delivery yet. Dude, what day is the delivery coming? <laughs> dude, no, that just reminded me of, I don't, like, suits walking into the game. Nate Burleson, former Vikings receiver, yeah. did the swaggiest thing ever, dude. He would wear his suit. He would match the, um, 
the colors of whatever team they're playing. Mm-hmm. So if they're oh, playing, like, oh, that's he's on the Vikings. So if he's playing the Bears, it'd be like a yeah, navy suit like with an that. orange tie or an orange undershirt or something. That's pretty good. I had really? one idea too. I want to run it past you guys. This mm. is my first idea. It's it's out there, but it, it goes under the the idea of saving money. Is I was just gonna wear a plain white tee the first the first game, then the second game. You, there's like hundreds of cameras snapping pictures. You're walking in, and yeah. so then the second game I was gonna take one of those pictures and print that on the white t-shirt. It was me walking in with the t-shirt. And then the next game, I'm gonna take the picture of me wearing the t-shirt with the picture of me walking in. And every game, I'm just gonna build on this until it's this like- Like Inception? Inception <laughs> pictures white of pictures. t-shirts and pictures of me wearing them. It's just like, you just keep looking in, it's just me. Wearing. No, but like, like a thing that's not like, you're not being like a show exactly. off, it's just like legitimately funny. It is. So that's it's like hilarious. That's hilarious. So here's where my mind immediately went, is there's that Chicago Bears fan that drinks a case for every game, and he's sitting in his lounge chair, staring at that, and he is like, oh, what is, yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah. Like, he just, <laughs> he just cannot understand what's going on, and he's like, this just for that, what's he doing? He's also, he's also he the guy that like gets mad at Tariq Cohen, he calls him like a gadget player. Yeah. He's like, run up between the tackles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, one of the faster guys in the league. It's yeah. like, all right, so I got one final question, and then we'll, we actually still have a draft to do. Mm. Actually, what we do on this show. Oh, we'll mix it up. We'll um, mix it in. So, which of these was the cooler moment? Top 10 catch at Princeton. What was that? Was number, what number was that? Four? No, it was uh, somewhere between five and eight. Five and eight, okay. I don't know. So, I so that catch, because that was on ESPN Live as well. Mm. First NFL touchdown mm. or catching... The biggest wave you caught in Nicaragua. Wow, that's really tough. Uh, I'm gonna discount the 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 ESPN. See, that's a, the thrill of a wave is probably like no, was way nice. up there. Yeah, yeah, you definitely like. I'm not taking that one out of the picture. I am gonna take out the top ten catch. It was really cool, but once I caught my first NFL touchdown, it definitely surpassed that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, Process of elimination. Yeah. Like so it. that yeah, Prince ESPN top ten number three. Best wave number two, which is probably gonna shock a lot of people, but it was crazy. Like such a good feeling because I had spent so much time out there with no luck, and then that first one was amazing. And then number one, it has to be an NFL touchdown. I mean, I don't okay. think much in life is gonna top that. Yeah, Super but, Bowl maybe. Yeah, yeah. Working there. Ooh, working there. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Like we said, we still got a draft to do, and so how we do it on whose pick is it anyway? If you're a first time listener. We do uh, probably some of the most obscure drafts that you can think of. We've done Adam Sandler movie characters in basketball. We've done presidents on a guy's trip. Um, This episode's draft is going to be Disney movie. They're all movie. Movie slash TV characters. Mm -hmm. And we're picking them into a WWE Royal Rumble. So how it's going to work is whoever gets the first pick is going to pick their movie character and then the second pick will throw theirs in the ring and then it'll kind of alternate who goes in the ring each time and we'll discuss it as the draft goes on but at the end there's going to be one winner who is the last man or gal standing in the ring and that person's team is the winner yep yeah so if you think of it as so jesper and andrew are going to be drafting they're going to be the managers they're each going to have five people under them on their teams um, anybody else? Yeah, send one in. Send, send one, one in, in back and forth until there's one standing. Yeah, so the how Royal Rumble works is to be eliminated, you have to go over the ropes, out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Basically, you have two feet land on the ground that are outside of the ring, and you're eliminated. And last man standing takes crown. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to flip coin. Flip it up. Call it in the air. Uh, I will call it in the air. All right. Brown. Uh, no, it's white. It's white. It's a brown and white, like... <laughs> Not a coin. <laughs> cardboard. It's like a cardboard coin is what we're using. Um, we don't anyways, want... it was white. So Jasper's got first pick in the Royal Rumble. Who, who's going in the ring first? Who we got? Um, Lottery pick. Um, Not going to be a big surprise here. I'm going to go with uh, Hercules. Pretty obvious reasons. Incredible fighter. Son of gods. Proven himself time and time again. Um, yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, it's a solid one. It's a solid number one. Uh, and again, it's it's said every episode, and it's gonna get tired. But 
it's just still not more unanimous than Bill Clinton. I was just going to say, like, it's you, the, you're not going to get one. Who, all right, here's one more unanimous, LeBron James or Bill Clinton, really quick. Bill Clinton. Okay. We said that. Fair enough. Oh, that maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. There's always going to be a unanimous pick in these drafts, but it's we're, we still have yet to find somebody more unanimous. I'm just waiting Clinton. for someone to try to top it. Like It's got to yeah. be a surprise. Hercules we'll was it. close, though. That we'll was, like, was sneaky. Okay, so Jasper's throwing Hercules in. I'm going to counter that, and I'm going Tarzan. And a guy that's just going to be tough to tough to get a hold of in the ring. And you're talking ropes and turnbuckles. Mm. He's flying high. So I'm going Tarzan to match. Um, kind of like a Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly what I'm thinking. <laughs> Kofi King. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah Kofi King. You're basing this, and you really want to get in WWE, comparing it to actual wrestlers. Be my second pick because I got to send a guy into the ring next. Yep. I'm so going. While, while I want to be clear, while Hercules and Tarzan are duking it out, Andrew is sending in his next player. In comes King of the Jungle, Mufasa. Mm. And here's why. Again, King of the Jungle, he's got a lot of. He's just a badass. Uh, I understand he dies in the movie, but. <laughs> A lot of people don't know this about The Undertaker in WWE is he also dies about a thousand times and he constantly comes back from the dead. So I think Mufasa in the second round, it's a lot of haunting going on for uh, Jesper's first, I mean, just Jesper's team. Haunting him from wherever he is. Not not actually dead, you think? Not actually dead. All right. Mufasa. All right. Who who you matching Mufasa with? Um, Yeah. I'm going to... I don't feel great about putting a human in the ring against Mufasa, so I'm going to switch it up and actually not even do an animal. I'm going to do an alien in Stitch. Mm. Experiment Ooh. 626. Um, <laughs> Shout out. Incredibly, incredibly versatile, can grow extra arms, great leverage coming from down low. I mean, you see what he can do in the movie. The guy's a naturally hops on the surfboard. He's riding waves. He can pick up the guitar, play Elvis. And he's like fighting that giant shark guy and just destroying him despite the fact that he has no guns. He's eating everything. I feel really good about Stitch. Um, that's my second pick. I, a lot of heart in that pick. For a sure. lot of heart with Stitch. Worst number, 626. Oh, no. <laughs> or yours. <laughs> I mean, 49 is worse. 66 would be original. <laughs> oh, dude. One of a kind. Yeah. All right, so you have two in the ring. I have two in the ring. So now it's back to Jasper. back to Jasper. One in. Okay. Um, I'm going to follow it up, bring in Miss Incredible. Um, we've got a lot of brawn, a lot of power, a lot of strength in the ring, but uh, I think that actually flexibility and you know she's agile can can do a lot and help. You know it's got a big battle at this point, so she can get hands in multiple fights. I don't think she's really going to be falling off the you know arena. Bring in some length. Yeah, length like if she gets, I mean, she could be throwing a thousand feet out of the ring and she'll just grab back onto the rope. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a tough. Okay. Reach. That's a huge thing in fights. You always like see it. They always talk about reach. Yeah, reach. And like, I don't know, like, I don't know a ton about fighting, but I always like see it on there and I'm like, dude, that guy has reach. He has to, (laughs) he has a major edge. He clearly, yeah. That's what I always think. I don't know if it actually matters, but it has to. They show it. It's important. Okay. So, this is incredible. I need a counter with one. Uh, I'm going to stick with the family ties here. I'm going Jack Jack from The Incredibles. And here's why. Just proven a lot to handle for Mrs. Incredible. I mean, she's one, if you have to hire a babysitter, that means your kid's just tough to handle. And handful. And then there's also some other things that go on with him. Uh, Superpowers that I don't really know what all he's capable of, but... um, (laughs) That's just that's his mom might not either. Exactly, exactly. That the the Royal Rumble will find out. It'll bring out the best in a man. And yes, I called Jack Jack, baby Jack Jack, a man. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's He's gonna gonna have to fight like one. He's gonna have to fight fight like one. one, Damn it. Because you know what, Hercules might still be in the ring at this time, and you know that again. I kind of just like picture him like hanging on legs and just like bugging, biting, biting. Yes, like he's bothering cle- people. He's clearly biting shoulders. Yeah. yeah, Dan, can we play catch? Can we play catch? Can we play catch? <laughs> you know, like when you do that, you're literally like tapping. <laughs> yes, that's Jack Jack. That's Jack Jack. All right, so we each have three in the ring now. I got to send my fourth. Your fourth is going in the ring. <clears throat> I am going with Mulan, and I just think she just has a knack for fighting, a knack for fighting, and a knack for survival. Yeah, and she's the fourth. Um, not as much strength, not as much mobility. She doesn't get her sword. 
which is yeah, tough. Yeah, that's good to clarify. There's no <laughs> weapons. You don't get to like bring your sword. <laughs> you but can he's a bring, fighter, though. You stuff. can bring it. You just have to set it outside the ring. Sure, it's like a prop. Then it's that a little point. intimidating. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so it's there. She doesn't get her sword, but um, she she's my my fourth fourth on the list of my roster. So I think that she's just good to take a couple people out, and she might get bested. But the good thing is, I still have one more couple. Oh, dude, something to think about too is like when these people come in, if they get an entrance song, isn't the Mulan song kind of like a banger? Fire! Yeah, fire! Dude. If you're taking Mulan's, that into account, yeah. that's a huge point. I you think Mufasa ain't coming in? Look to like. The best soundtrack in I'm any just movie. Saying, man. I'm just saying, yeah. something to consider. We might have to do some editing and add some of these in there. Could you imagine just get our get our listeners in the mindset? Yeah, well, that could be that could be a ton of work. That could be for another podcast of just like best entrance songs. Entrance songs. <laughs> I don't. That just came to me. I was for just Disney thinking about that. I was like, damn, dude, that's, that's okay. All right, so I have Mulan. All right, who's pairing up with Mulan? Um, we got a lot of animation going on. I think that there might actually be an advantage to to real life humans with real tangible fighting experience, um, especially The Rock. And so I'm going to go with his role in the game plan. Beast in the movie, and we know he has a history in wrestling. Um, I'm feeling good about him. I'm not I'm not sure about the Mulan pick, honestly, especially <laughs> with no swords. So. <laughs> yeah, no sword, no swords. Big. I just yeah. So big. But I guess there are props. Like, don't they use like chairs and stuff? Or am I am I mixing this up? I don't think you can in a Royal Rumble. Okay. Yeah, um, so even better about that. Not in our Royal Rumble. Yeah, and you know what? I, I'd rather not because you have Hercules and like <laughs> that guy with a ladder, a table. I was going to say, you, like, you, you like literally have like the rock against Mulan. You don't want props. Scares me. <laughs> Scares <laughs> you don't me. want that. Um, again, though, you know what? I'm going to counter and just go back to the rock in the movie the game plan has trouble handling a child and jack jack still in the ring <laughs> that's true, that's true. That's a, make your hopefully case. he's still make in the ring case. hopefully he's still in the ring i was just gonna say the other thing is jack jack might just be lost at that point <laughs> Very you, like, you don't Very know that he's gonna be in the ring he could so much get distracted in yeah. that okay all right. The Rock actually being like a wrestler is a pretty good point. Yeah, I think he's pretty strong. <laughs> like the fact that he like yeah. he's been there before. <laughs> Not his first Royal Rumble. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the Rock is in. And, and then this is your last pick on the turnaround here. Last pick, and it's tough to predict at this point what exactly is going on in the match. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of just throw in some chaos and put in Wreck It Ralph, and just kind of have him clean up whatever's going on with those fists, just kind of bash stuff down. You don't know who's left at this point, so just go with pure brawn, not a lot of accuracy and mental capacity, but. That's good. That You got two big, you got three big bodies yeah. in there. The Rock, Wreck It Ralph, and Hercules. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's going with just the brute strength tactic here. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, though, Stitch is in there. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, Stitch, Stitch to me is like Tasmanian Devil yeah. of the 21st century. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. You just kind of let like just like go in there and just like mess yeah, shit he's up just a like bit. he's a little more a little more advanced. Okay, so who are you pairing Wreck It Ralph? This is your last mystery relevant yeah. or Mrs. Irrelevant? Yeah. So I got a character that. Um, d really doesn't bring a lot to the table. He is slow moving. Um, his entrance, it, here's the thing about him. He's probably very smart. So his entrance is going to be, let's say there's four people still in the ring. He'll take a good minute or two to get into the ring. Let them, it. let them beat it out. Let yeah. them beat each other up. Right. And he's just going to step in. And again, I, I'm going the family ties here and I have a little animosity on my, on my team, but I'm going scar from lion King. And he's coming to put the finisher move on. And again, if it's Mufasa left in the ring, if somehow Mufasa finishes way out, I'd take Scar. No, ten thousand percent, he's winning that one. That's friendly fighter though. That's you friendly. have Mufasa on your team. Again, but Scar Scar is just known for that finisher move. Um, and there's no Simba in this match, so we're good there. That's it though. That's big time. That's good. So yeah, like I said, Scar. I just hope there's it's a one on one battle at the end because if if it's a two v one, Scar's out in a second. No, dude, Scar's it. No, dude, he's a killer. And like, he's a killer. He's no just, one really wants to talk about that, but dude, like, I mean, what? Savage in that movie. Savage. Savage. And again, it, it feels nothing. The way this Royal Rumble ends, if Scar's the winner, is somebody's holding on for dear life of that rope, and it's just mm. one finger at a time, let the hand <laughs> slip off, give a wave, and then smile. This is... What did you say his team was earlier? The Alabama of uh, it, it, Lion King. It's the Alabama... Yeah. Lion <laughs> just King. taking the best characters. Disney. 
of yeah. Disney movies. You have Alabama, or yeah, you just took Alabama. Lion King is Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, it's one of the best movies out there. I mean, it's a top movie. I used to watch the shit out of Lion King. Okay. All right. Each each team now needs to select a manager. Who's walking? Who's ringside? Who's pumping up your squad? Who's keeping them going? Who's squirting them some water? Maybe. Okay. We'll start with Jess redrafted first. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Edna Mode from The Incredibles. Crew leader <laughs> helps out with The Incredibles all the time. When when Mrs. Incredible cannot handle Jack Jack, who does she go to babysit? Edna Mode. Ah. Not only that, is she's a proven fashion designer, functional, stylish. She's gonna be having everyone looking good. Oh, the costumes. We didn't even talk about yeah. that. That's a good point. Costumes. <sighs> costumes prove to be a tough one for what's his name. A uh, couple weekends ago in boxing. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are we gonna talk about that? We'll what talk. We'll talk about is. that. Yeah, forty-five pound weight vest. I, I do like that Edna pick though. I did not see you countering Jack Jack's. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was Jack Jack's daycare. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's well done. Well done. Uh, and I also can see her just like ringside. Grabbing ankles. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like kind of cheap, like kind of being cheap. Pinching Pulling ankles. Pulling leg hairs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right. Edna Mode. Who's your manager, Drew? Uh, I'm just, I'm sticking with Bama, and I'm going my Nick Saban of Lion King, and it's Rafiki. And he's just, again, one of those guys, he has that weird little stick that is, like, why does he have that? What's it do? But it's it's got some powers to it. Um, he's a <laughs> leader. Like he just guides Simba through life. He's gonna guide this this team into the ring. That's about all he can do after that. Um, but I guarantee you, if anybody is eliminated on Jesper's team, Rafiki's going over with that stick and right across the head. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think like Rafiki's just howling at the moon. <laughs> I don't know, like. Who are you talking to, man? Rafi- yeah, dude, he's a he's a weird guy. But again, you um, you're just kind of picking a you stick with your team, right? You, yeah, no, I mean, if you're gonna be Bama, be Bama. Be Bama, and I gotta have a Nick Saban. Right. And Rafiki's Nick Saban in that movie. Okay, so let's let's have each of you run down your team, and then I want each of you to decide who you think your strongest pick is. Who's gonna be standing? With blood at their feet in, in victory at the end of this Royal Rumble. Okay. We'll start with our guest, Jasper. Perfect. So I started off in the first round with Hercules, um, followed up by Stitch, then Miss Incredible, The Rock, and then concluded it with Wreck-It Ralph, manager at the mode. Um, I feel good about my team, and I actually, it would be easy to say that the, the strong suit is Hercules, the obvious number one pick, but I actually think he's a little bit too one-dimensional, and I think that this fight is going to get really chaotic, and it comes down to versatility, which, like I said, Stitch has. He's got a little bit of everything, and uh, I think that's the guy who's standing at the end, blood on the feet. I like it. It's a surprise pick because you have so much brute strength on this on this roster. Right. And you slide Stitch in there. Um I think you're right. He's got a lot of versatility. He's cheeky. He's a grinder. Yeah. Yeah, you got some big bodies that are just going to wear guys down, and then Stitch is going to come in for the Yeah, yeah. The He's kind of like the guy like lurking and then just crosses the finish line first at the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got Tarzan. That's my number one overall pick. And then I got Mufasa, followed by Jack-Jack, Mulan, and coming in fifth in the last entry into the Royal Rumble is Scar. Manager is Rafiki from The Lion King. And I'm going to stick to my guns here. I think Scar is just going to be real, real sly. He's going to slide in as the last one. He's not going to spend more than 10 seconds in that ring. And it just he has the finisher move in him. Mm. He has the finisher move mentality. It's not going to be a lot of work for him. I, I think he's just going to come in for the quick cleanup. It's like, you know, the, the bullet's already in there. You just need that. Just need to put one pull through the trigger. You just need to pull one, put one through the... Uh, Put one between the eyes and you're good. It's pretty interesting because I think like a lot of people, when you think of this, like a, a death match, right? Like a Royal Rumble, who's going to win? You think of brute strength and you both kind of went with like wits right. yeah. to ultimately be your, who you think is going to win here. It, this is such a, it's such a broad cast to pick from. Um, but it also like, there's a lot of Disney characters that just separate themselves in this. Yeah, one. no, I know. You, yeah, I mean like you can kind of, yeah. Like first ones that come to mind. But you guys got out of the box a little bit. Yeah. He's doing a nice job Stitch, with it. Stitch is a good pick. 
Mrs. Incredible is a great pick, actually, because yeah. she's just never gonna like. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I was, I was just gonna say, like, biggest wild card on each team. I was gonna say, so for Jesper's team, Wreck It Ralph, because I'll be honest, I like legit don't even know who Wreck It Ralph is. <laughs> More of a testament to me than anything, <laughs> as like a judge not being like educated on the field. Um, and on your team, it's Jack Jack, and I mean, yeah. with I think Jesper made some solid points at the mode. Putting them in a, putting them in her back pocket a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Putting the cuffs on them. Yeah. Um, I think those are the three wild cards. Now, you want me to? You want me to give the, my verdict? You can give your verdict. Yeah. With uh, listeners, this will again be put out for vote. Um, this is just mine. Al, Al's still on a on a suspension for not winning yet, so Al's gonna cast his vote right now and then. I want it to be clear too. These victory. I mean, you know, I want to think that they're earned, not given. Yeah, so, they're earned. Says a lot, Steve Knightsling. Um <laughs> I think when I look at these I'm gonna go with Jesper's team. Now, and this is this is not to try to bring Andrew's win total <laughs> down. I wanna be clear about that. Some people might think that. That's not the case here. I'm looking at these two rosters. I think Jesper's team is gonna wear you down. And I kind of, I kind of, I can see where he's coming from. He painted me a picture with Stitch standing there at the end. Let the brutes duke it out. And I think Stitch might out, outsmart Scar. Okay. The up and come, the up and coming weasel. You're taking, you're taking the, 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 yeah. Okay. So Scar's experience. And I also think it might turn into a five on four fight because Jack Jack is that big of a wild card. <laughs> Could you imagine, despite like, despite me like loving that pick out of you, he could be MVP. He could. No, he could be. He, yeah. he totally could be. Again, yeah, the unsung hero. It's just like, what? Where's his mind at that day? Right. It's so, who could say? <laughs> Does he sense danger? Yeah. Does he see something shiny? It's like, you know what? I'll go over there. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So, like we said, this will be uh, on the poll, and you guys can vote. And speaking of wrestling. Mm. Um, last week you had terrible traffic, and in from the top ropes, <laughs> cue the music. Is that Nick Peterson's music? Nick Peterson slide on in. He's back for terrible traffic, and the reason he's back is because Jesper says he's got a good story, and we need the terrible traffic consultant oh. to step in. Come on in. So, Nick, welcome. Thank you. Straight to be back. Straight to be back, it really is. So, uh, what do we want to start with, Nick? You, Jesper, you want to tell your story, your experience sure. first, and we'll, we'll let Nick terrible traffic improvise. Yeah, um, let me paint the picture for you. Um, I'm coming back from the airport, driving alone. It's probably nine in the evening, getting some good snow on the ground. It is President's Day, so the crews aren't out cleaning it up. It, it's it's iffy out there, so I'm going probably I'm going below the speed limit. I know you aren't going to approve of that, oh. but the conditions <laughs> the conditions call for it. And so here I am. Picture this, two lanes, it's one of those classic deals where like I'm in the left lane and there's it's just free coasting and then the right lane's kind of backed up for whatever reason, there's a red light, goes green, I'm like hell yeah, I don't have to stop, cruise right through it. But then you get one of those impatient in the right lane who decides that they need to come over to the left, they don't want to wait it out. Well this guy did not smog as we referred to <laughs> last episode. Um, it didn't even, didn't look to see me whatsoever and just goes into this lane um, probably like 10 feet before I'm about to get to that spot. Um, and so it's real slick out. I slam the brakes on, but what good does that do really? Like nothing. And so I'm hitting the horn, but it's just slow motion. Like I'm going to rear end this guy so badly. And so I have to do something. I whip the wheel to the left. Probably not a great decision in hindsight. I go flying into the opposite lane with like oncoming traffic right there. I'm like spiraling out. I end up doing a full 360 and facing head on to the traffic that's coming in the other lane. And there was a, thankfully a red light just as that happened so that they did, they oh. were coming full speed. But I'm, I'm looking these drivers in the face like five feet away, like crazy stuff. And so then I-, I like really, saying hi. You're like, did you guys just see that? Yeah. I did this like full 360. Are we gonna talk about this, you guys, and or what? Clean, and it, like I'm, I'm enraged in the moment, but at the same time, it's I'm not gonna lie, it's a big adrenaline rush. And so, yeah. and this guy decided to return back to his dumbass right lane after, oh after this all happened. So I re-enter, I cross the barrier again, re-enter into my left lane and pass this guy, and I didn't know what to do. Do I flick this guy off? 100%. Do I give him the thumbs up? <laughs> go off, King. Go off, King. I had so much adrenaline, I gave him a thumbs up. 
I, no. I drove by him and I go like this. And it's this Dude. like middle-aged man, and he he was like, "This guy's like, what? <laughs> he couldn't believe wrong it. with this guy? He couldn't believe it. This guy's psycho." And I just drove the rest of the way home, and we're fine. But damn, we're close. <laughs> I like that movie. See, do the thumbs up might be the, funnier than the, the thumbs, thumbs up down. is like low key like disrespectful. It is. Like, it, it's, it's, it's like, like really it's like, disrespectful. Yeah. It's like, dude. hey, you tried. <laughs> nice yeah, job. Yeah, but yeah, here yeah, I am, yeah, still yeah, passing. Nice job, yeah. dipshit. Like, good one. Gold star. Gold star. Get some. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's. Well, Dude, like, that is a wild Great time. nothing happened, obviously, oh, but was, holy cow. Yeah, that is, Let's go to our expert. Let's go to our expert. Yeah, that's tough. There's really not much you can do in that spot except for what you did. I mean, you served the disrespect that was due. Yep. And, I mean, props to you for, you know, not getting destroyed. Yeah. Head yeah, on, that's big T-boned time. anything. Good for you. Way to get back over. Thank God for the red light. Yeah. How would you have handled? <laughs> Me? How would you have gone about the situation? I don't even know. Like I, I just like, if, if you're okay, so if you're Jesper in this and you're driving past the guy, like what do you do? I mean, because he rolled his window. We both rolled our windows. Yeah, down. I assume I'm. I probably would roll my window down. Yeah, definitely. I would go window down, middle finger for sure, and it's like stop. That's a, that's and, a layout. And, that's and a like, and like, yeah, I'm going for ninety. <laughs> Kobe's 81's not I, I don't know depending on situationally like I don't know how your flight was like if you had right. to wait like if you're sitting in the mm. airport for a long time no I like, was dropping off to be clear so it wasn't okay okay just like if you if you had a lot of pent up anger in that situation that's such like, a good point mm-hmm. like if I had a ton of pent up anger there's a really good chance that like I just stop right next to this guy and like stop all traffic mm-hmm. just to, like prove a point <laughs> yeah just to prove a point but <laughs> Not, that's just me. I have a sh- way shorter fuse than 90% of the But Here's what I'll say is I, in the moment, was very angry and after the moment was very angry. Yeah. And yet when I passed him, like, it was just so much emotion, so much going right. on that, like, it wasn't, I wasn't anger. It was like, a, I was pumping. Right. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, feeling pretty good. Like, I'm juiced right. up. I survived that. That was kind of dope. You're like, like I'm alive. This is good. good. That's now. a good thing. You're a dumbass. <laughs> you couldn't right. stop me and I'm about to speed right by you again. Right. No, it's right. that's so That's so true, though. Like, when when that happens and you like prevail yeah. off it, you're just like, dude, I'm I'm unstoppable. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what I might have Gordon up here. <laughs> what I what I might have done. So you were on a highway, you said? No, it wasn't. It was or, like probably like you know where Mickey's uh, like not the oh Seventh Street, dude. Yeah, Seventh yeah. Street. Yes. Okay, so yeah, ton of stoplights. Yeah, I'm driving the same speed light or speed limit as that guy, and I'm hopefully catching a red light. Right next to him, oh, so he. I'm gonna let him hear it like, oh, for a while. Yeah. I'll raise this question. Say like you're in the left lane, he's in the right lane. He's three cars back. Do you still stop right next to him? I might. <laughs> I might. Do you? I might. I do 100. <laughs> I do 100. How close? So close that you can't even open your driver's side door. <laughs> like your mirrors might be touching. <laughs> no, no, not that close. I just. I don't need physical confrontations. I mean, West 7th Street. It kind of sounds like you do. Well, <laughs> I pick and choose my battles, and West 7th Street in St. Paul is not the place Good to point. do that. Smart. Good point. Smart. It's a lot. It's I'll, a I'll, lot. I'll pick my battles there. Uh, all right, so Nick, I speaking of this, like, what you do when somebody cuts you off, um, I don't know if I ever told you this story. I was driving to St. Louis um, from Indiana one time, so it's, like, really – uh, just country highway yeah and i see uh, a very small like ford ranger is in front of me and then there's a s- not a semi uh, like a larger vehicle yeah. um commercial i don't even know what it was but like it is crushing this ford ranger if anything happens and it cuts off the Ford Ranger at one point to pass somebody and cut it off close, kind of like similar to you. This was in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. So like roads are fine. Well, the Ford Ranger you can see is just clearly upset. Fuming. Fuming, you can see him Fuming. throwing his hands. I'm right behind him, right? So eventually uh, the semi passes that car. It goes on the other side of it uh, to the right lane and the Ford Ranger speeds up. And I, I, need, I need in terms of like, Power moves, 10 being that is so powerful. I don't know how you come back from that to one being like, why don't you slow down, let him get ahead, and then speed back up and try that one again. 
<laughs> this guy out of the Ford Ranger <laughs> threw a pop can <laughs> at, at like I, it could have been a semi. It, it was borderline a semi, something along those lines. And I was just like, dude, a pop can. And, 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 that's and, insane. And there was no, there was no like visibility of like a middle finger going up. It was just pop can flying out and then sped ahead. That's One to ten. How big of a power move is throwing a can? Yeah, ten being ten being powerful. As powerful as it gets, one being try that one again. Maybe like a three. Three. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's I, about right. Yeah. Maybe a Dude, three. that's I mean, but it's like really funny though. Th- that's like a super funny it's thing. Hilarious. I was crying <laughs> in the back. The thought was there. Um I've heard stories of people in that same situation. They will like unwrap cough drops and try to stick them to people's windows ah. in the winter. Like they'll lick them. Like, <laughs> that's like, and, like, dude, that's so into it. And try to stick them. That's no. uh, Alex. Alex Jordan, shout out to you for that. <laughs> okay, dude, no, Curtis, that there just, you go. That just reminded me of one that I had recently. This is not. I don't know if this is even traffic, but I was actually golfing. <laughs> no, dude, I'm on the path. This is when I was in golf Orlando. cart talk. Love this, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on the path, and this is at like a resort. We're at a resort in Orlando, and this guy like has his uh, AirPods in. He's like getting very animated talking. He's like on the path that we're on, the Cartazon. And he's like animated talking. I'm like he's throwing his hands up in the air. He's kind of like talking loud, and we're behind him, but like we can't go around him on this path. Mm-hmm. And we start like yelling at him, like "Hey, hey!" Like it's going on like insanely long. Now we're following him, like like a full whole length where we're like, this is ridiculous. And eventually to get this guy's attention, I just like pulled a T and chucked it in front of the cart and hit him in the calf. Best throw of my life, if anything. <laughs> but my question calf. is dick move or not to like do that. Or do you just have to wait that out? Cause he was in the, he was in the middle of the path. He wasn't hearing us. Like yeah, he was th- showing no signs of moving. There's a lot of things that go on a golf course. That's just kind of like, you really shouldn't, but there's also no other way. You know, if somebody's like standing in the fairway, you're not just going to yell because there's two holes right next to you That's that are also playing golf. And like, out of respect to them not doing anything wrong, you don't want to just yell, but you still got to send a message to this guy. Yeah. And really, your only other option, you can either drive up there if you have a cart, walk, which if you do that, Absolutely you're even that. slowing it down more, or you just send one into him. <laughs> like Pop King guy reminded me of that though, because I was just like, I'm at a loss. I don't know what else to do. I have to throw this tea at him. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of situations that go into that from a former groundskeeper perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Did I, I just tailspin the shit out of us here. Guy that's seen it all. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we won't go into that right now. We're traffic talk. Uh, so I'm going to go into my traffic story of the week. Let's bring it up. Last this week is we, why we're here. Last week we talked a lot about roundabouts in Richfield. Not great. But there's some roundabouts, you know, they have like the bigger curb in the middle yeah or like they'll plant something in the middle there's like a rocky statue right, in the middle right like <laughs> yeah it does like, doesn't statue. make any sense yeah. why they do that i'd rather just see the cars on the other side <laughs> i'm gonna tell you exactly why they do that now. <laughs> oh no so i'm going the roundabouts on the road are going north south okay and i am coming west i'm going to be taking a right and here comes this lady in like it's like a Toyota hatchback, older, like mid-2000s, red Toyota hatchback, okay. like 40. <laughs> She's going my speed, 40, 45. And the ones in Richfield, they don't have these stuff in the middle. It's just like these little like curtains, like maybe like a foot, foot and a half of like a little angled curb. And this lady just straight through the middle <laughs> <laughs> This would be fun. Literally straight over the top, she got... I don't want to exaggerate, but like two, two and a half good feet of air. <laughs> and like her pretty junky 210,000 mile Toyota half. Dude. Literally straight through the middle, airborne. <laughs> I was like. like you, you, was she like texting? Could you tell? Like, was she like texting or did she just say like fuck? No, I'm She was like. She was like probably like a lower 60s aged woman, so she either has a flip phone or doesn't know how to like use a smartphone. She like and thought it was fine just to right. go straight. I'm just gonna be honest. I think I I don't remember ever learning about roundabouts in driver's ed. I think people just don't know. Like genuinely. <laughs> I, 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 I would agree see. with that. I would, I would agree, agree with that because you yeah. see some stuff that's just like how does that ever make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. 
I agree, but that that's a just, great point. I, I don't think you can just add them. Like they just put one on Rice Street that I have to use every single day, and like the etiquette is terrible. And I don't even really know it's white. Like I don't really know when you're supposed to go on the inside lane versus the outside lane. Oh, dude, yielding is the weirdest too because it's yes. like to the right of you, but yeah. everyone's to the right of you. Yeah. So like, how do you oh. know? Yeah. <laughs> Which one on Rice Street? Like by like, Street yeah. right. Yeah, that's brutal right now. Yeah, that's, that's like, brutal. What, what I like to do lately, just to freak people out, it's it's a game. I mean, risk versus reward. <laughs> And <laughs> just to freak them out, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a game at this point. I'll be in the roundabout, and like, if you know how to use a roundabout, you like look at the person inside the roundabout's tires. And if they're going to continue to go straight, then you're probably good, right? So, yeah. what I'll do is I'll just keep my tires straight and at the last possible second turn them just to see if I can lay the horn on something. <laughs> <laughs> just to see if you can get up again, around. like I said, abused, right? The horn is abused. Uh, one thing that Nick used to say all the time, he has now since upgraded to a nice cheap vehicle, but he did um, RIP the Buick that he had. What, what year? It's a 2000 Buick. 2000 Buick. Uh, we <laughs> Driver <laughs> window taped up with duct tape. Yeah. Nick and I roomed together in college, and our um, driveway was uh, accessed through an alleyway. And we lived on probably the most busy intersection in Duluth, Minnesota, on 21st and Woodland. And um, coming out of that alleyway was extremely dangerous. Nick, every time, was willing, willing to risk it all. If he, <laughs> if he saw a car nicer than his, which was <laughs> 9.8 times out of 10, because he had a 2000 Buick, he would say, he would always say, I'm going to go. He would, he would blatantly cut people off. Like, they're clearly going straight and they don't have a stop sign, and he needs to take a right and it's a sharp right. He would do it every time if it was a nicer car and every single time it never failed he'd probably say it to himself if he's the only one in the car is their car's nicer than mine they're not going to hit me it was so true because he never got hit one time yeah and every single time a car would just like stop yeah they they, they like, wouldn't even they didn't seen. they didn't even have time to lay on their horn they'd just be like what just happened dude for someone with like a ton of issues with like other how other people drive like you're a scumbag. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I drive like an asshole. Like if that's uh, if, if someone were driving how I drive, I would be pissed at them too. No, okay, but no. What you're saying is super fair though. Like you're the best driver in the world. See, just and, because it's you, right? And Andrew can confirm that I have said this too. Defensive driving gets you hit. Yeah. Offensive driving gets people out of your way. Yep. Mm, yeah. That's that, a good point, that's, dude. That's how I drive. It's, a, it's the same with the four-way stop. Yeah. Like you, you, oh, go. you either you either say <laughs> you either say I stopped my car first, or you stopped your car. Let's each hit the gas a little bit and see who wins. Shit yeah. And it's like no, you know what? It's like no. I stopped. I stopped first. You're gonna go and notice that, and you're not gonna go until I pass. Dude, no. Yeah. Like my when I first got my license, one of my buddy's dad, the first thing he said to me is just like, well. Gotta drive like an athlete. <laughs> like, what the, what the hell does that even mean, man? Like, just hit the hole. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Dude, hit the whole run. It. Put a foot in the ground and just get north south. Like, hit the whole run. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess that's we traffic got, talk, huh? That is traffic talk. We have one because it's going to happen every time. It's going to be the who's driving that car anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So. All right. I'll let we'll go. Nikki P and Jesper right. can talk about this. I gotta clarify. You uh, got one in mind. We need an obscure car, not an obscure car. Um, Jesper, you don't have a Kia Sorento, do you? No. Okay. Is that the box one? Kia Soul. Kia Soul. Kia yeah. Soul. Okay. Hamster commercial. Hamster yeah, commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, Kia Soul. All right. You pull up to a Kia Soul. <laughs> You're passing a Kia Soul in the left lane, one seventy-five and a sixty. Yeah. Who's driving that car anyway? So I have two here. Two situations. The first one is that person's probably going to be going about 70. Not a care in the world. Dark tinted sunglasses. <laughs> and it's going to be Martino Alcaverde. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just going to be cool as can be. Not a worry in the world. <laughs> Just zoned out, doing his own thing. A guy that should be driving the Batmobile. Right. Based on his personality. Right. But also drove a Kia. Right. So it's either going to be Martin 
Okay. Or it's going to be like... For reference, we... we Nick, Andrew, and I played baseball with Martin, and he was like a badass pitcher. That's the reference. Yeah, just... Yeah. He just... He was his own... Weapon. He right. was his own thing. Right. So it's either going to be Martin or Juan now. True. Mm. Or it's going to be like a 50 to 60-year-old woman, bowl cut... <laughs> oh come on, dude. White hair, cardigan, shorts, and the mode like. <laughs> I agree with that. that I back. agree with that. Yeah. And then like some uh probably Crocs. I think Crocs for Crocs. shoe wear. What color is the car? Because Kia Soul is only like vibrant colors. Dude, I can't stop be, oh, like a vibrant red or like a lime green. That's that's I was exactly thinking lime thinking, green, dude. Yeah. Alright, Jesper, is yours different in any way? No, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah. You gotta give him a different one then. You got a good car? Yeah, I can think of one. Okay, go. Alright. So you have the you have the Jeep. Okay. We're gonna call it a black Jeep, just your standard Jeep with the doors blown off. The Cherokee? Yeah, Jeep Cherokee. No, Wrangler. Doors Wrangler. 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 Can't blow the car. Wrangler. 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 Doors yes. blown off. Um and it's forty-eight degrees in Minnesota. Right. Probably also lifted. Okay. Who you got driving this thing? I got with you, a light bar. With a yeah. with Who's driving this thing anyway? Who's driving? I'm gonna go with. You're not gonna find that in Roseville. Um, you're gonna be in maybe like a a late conference. School. Oh, so yeah, yes. probably around yes. Minnetonka, Edina type deal. It's gonna be the parents' car, but you know this. It's gonna be a younger girl who took it over. Way too big, totally impractical car. She's gonna be like, yeah, it's 48, but in her mind, it's 75, and she lives in California. <laughs> 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 and there's an Instagram pic before. Oh, no yeah. doubt. There's no sure. doubt. She's been waiting for this day for the doors to come off all winter long. <laughs> she hasn't had an oil change in 12 years. Because <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know that it needs to be. No question. No idea. She, no puts, question. Ele- she puts electrical tape over the change oil lamp. <laughs> she's filming TikTok. She's got Lululemon leggings on. And like a tank top because she thinks it's summer. Um, oh, and where is she yeah. driving to? I'm gonna say, in my mind, it's the weekend, and she is going to, she's going to a like, I'm not even with like, what's going on right now. The, whatever like core power times ten is like, so like <laughs> oh, oh yes. yeah, Pilates, yeah, 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 Equinox yeah. type deal, and yeah. it, that. Also, she's not even getting a good workout at so something, <laughs> something that's far more expensive than her car for sure. Yeah. That's dude, that's pretty. That good. is good. I that's think the, that's, that's, pretty really, good. that's a really good. I think the oil that. change is spot on. Dude, oh, yeah. no clue. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, you know what? For, <laughs> for as far as far as we know, like the engine is smoking, and oh, she's just oh, like, "Oh, this would be a really good picture yeah. if somebody could take it in front of the car oh, right dude. now." Yeah, and then like some on the hood, quick. Some yeah. trash caption like, "This car's so hot," <laughs> just like blowing up. Oh god. That's good. That is good or stuff. Or something like forever dreaming of summer or something. <laughs> yeah. Wow, shit like that. Like yeah, yeah. every girl reposts their lake picture in January. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God, I need summer. She clearly has a boat, too, right? No, absolutely. That <laughs> she does. Her, her dad does, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the point. Lake Minnetonka, oh. just swimming in. I'm not going to say it, but you can imagine what's in there. What was the thing this summer that everybody we got sick on 4th oh, yeah. July? Big Island. Big Island. Uh, well, the coronavirus. It, that could have been the start. Could have yeah, been. I know. It's a pretty shitty start. <laughs> no, pun, pun wasn't I was intended. Like, I was like, come on, Max. Pun was intended. All right, well, we've been going for a while here, by far our longest episode. Um, maybe our best, though. Maybe our best. Could be our best. It was a, a good episode. Disney characters um, in a WWE Royal Rumble. I think that uh, it'll be a good vote. Uh, Nick, thank you for joining Terrible Traffic. You're welcome. Thanks for having me back. Jasper, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure. Thank you guys for um, having me. And then Al, thanks fun. for being here again. Hey, man. Means the world will be back. Yeah, and do you think you'll be getting vote, getting in the, uh, getting um, in the draft next episode? Who could say? It just depends. <laughs> I, I think I might just keep mediating. I like yeah. I like being in the middle. Well, um, I view myself as Switzerland, really. At this you, point, you gotta get a you gotta get a win. I might have to sneak in for. I need a layup though. I need like a gimme win. Yeah. Okay. I need my Appalachian State. Yeah. Unless you're Michigan. Ooh. Fair. Good point. Well. That'll do it. Again, Nick, Jasper, thank you guys very much. Thanks, boys. That was fun. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Whose Pick Is It Anyway. Don't forget to vote on the Instagram voting page. 
That's really just my page, but um, maybe <laughs> that's why it's a little biased because it's probably mine. Look, I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, yeah that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess they listen to the podcast. It's insane. Yeah. Maybe well, I'll post it. No too. names. No names. Don't add the oh, like, team, team A, team B. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Just the managers. Team. See, this is why we have you on. Yeah. <laughs> Big so brain guy, big brain guy. Big brain. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's in this draft. Ivy yeah. League brain. Ivy League brain. Ivy yeah. League brain. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, that'll do. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you.